It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Here we are at it again. This is a. Uh, it's actually technically a third week in a row. This is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after spending nearly an hour talking about uh, babies and buttercream, and now we're going to talk about bears, babies, buttercreams, bears. That's what Dwight Schrute's wife <laughs> talks about. No, you forgot beets. <laughs> that was our Galactica. Beets, bears. <laughs> or however it was. Was it? No, beets, bear. No, was. Oh, I don't Bears remember. Beats Battlestar Galactica. There we go. There we go. That's what I was going for. The the triple B there. Uh, bears, babies, buttercream. But anyway. Yeah. So here we are again. I am VA. I am, of course, with uh, Jeff. Yo, yo, yo. And Tim. Hello. I should have. I'm sorry. I, I, I missed the opportunity to say daddy to be Jeff. Uh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> He's pretty jazzed. He's pretty excited. It doesn't sound like it, but he is. Um, so, yes. So, Mazel Tov on the baby news. He said it took a while. To, he he had to keep the secret from us for a while. Uh, yeah, so we, we're, we're just uh, rounding the corner into the second trimester there. So it's been a, it's been a difficult uh, 12 weeks keeping it under my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. I'm going to be an auntie again. but anyway uh yeah so that's the exciting news of this week and uh that's all we have to talk about so good luck everybody no (laughs) i got my i have got a blades hat i was trying to figure out if it was an actual hat or if you were just putting a putting a stuffed animal on your head (laughs) no i beheaded blades and now i just wear his head as a trophy no i I, now maybe we can now maybe we can get the better bear as our mascot (laughs) (laughs) yes those commercials bring back the commercials like uh, just, just, just think about a, a, a uh, the bear at, at, during the um, uh, the mascot games at the All Star game. Oh, it would just be- like punch gritty, and the two of them would fight at fit center ice, and the other, and then all the other mascots still just be standing there awkwardly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I love about that is like he would not wear any Bruins gear whatsoever. Just bear. Just, just, just be this this hideous bear costume. Yeah. Yeah. Just be the bear. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's all, that's all we need. Yep. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, the chaos of Bear and Gritty together. Oh, man. It would be the best. It's just, it's just the two of them hanging out, eating Spartacat at Center Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Is Spartacat the Panthers? Or... Sens. The Sens? Oh, oh. Yeah. Spartacat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Spartacat. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't honestly know. I, I mean, I didn't know they had a, a, a mascot. Um, not everybody has a mascot, right? So the Kraken don't have one yet, do they? Which Ooh. is too bad because, like, they kept like the, the mascots they could pull together out of it with, with that team nickname. I I want to see a Cthulhu one myself. That might be a challenge. I mean, at a minimum, just like cart someone out there in the um uh, in the costume they had Bill Nye and in the um uh, in, in in the in the um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, yeah, I mean, just like you know, just have like the like the just squid all squid, head. just all squid faced and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what an adorable <laughs> like the little like the furry little tentacles that that coil <laughs> down. Oh my god, it would be so cute. Can I design it, please? They also need a secondary mascot of Davy Jones because don't they already What's called? That? Don't they already Isn't called? That literally, the what I just said. Well, Davy like. Because Bill Nye was Davy Jones in the uh, in the in in in, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean. 10. I did not know that. I had sorry, <laughs> not seen. But yeah, okay. Because Davy Jones, I think they called their penalty box Davy Jones' locker, right? I thought I saw that. Maybe I'm making it up, but if I mean, they that don't, would only they make should. sense. No, I yeah. think that's what you want it to be, but I don't think that's necessarily it. But I do oh, know well, that they're should. like I think their SB Nation site is Davy jones locker room um yeah that's perfect or davy Lo- uh yeah anyway um so uh but yeah they have a puppy named davy jones and he's a husky 
it's all very, very appropriate. I want to go meet him. But sadly, not this week. Because I'm not going to Seattle. This is where the violins swell. No, it was just too many variables. The coronavirus still, you know, with Omicron and it's now sub-variants. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know, boarding a dog. So I preferred not to have to board Boomer for more time than needed should something happen to us. Yeah. So we decided that we're not going to Seattle and I'm I'm still... I'm kind of relieved, but I'm very sad because I wanted to go. And also, I didn't get my tickets sold yet. So, <laughs> oh, well. Dang. <laughs> I know. There are worse things to happen in life. It's okay. Once the day moves by, then I'll feel less sad. But right now, I'm going to just wallow a little bit. It'll be all right. Anyway, so here we are talking about some bears. Not that kind of bear. Not that other kind of bear either. We're going to talk about the Bruins. And, um, well, it's been a week. I'm still a little sad about Tuca. But at least we got Patrice Bergeron back eventually. Yes. Um, head laceration, huh? That was not what I was expecting. I'm glad it wasn't I mean, a like, I remember it was reported that he was bleeding from the scalp and stuff, like, a day or two after the after the incident. And it makes sense that that would keep you out, even no concussion, because like you want that to heal up and stuff, because it's just going to get gross and infected in your helmet, assuming you can even put the helmet on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I... Well, it's like it's like when Bacchus missed like better part of a month because he got that uh, cut on his leg some years ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not uh, questioning the medical team on this. I'm not questioning anything. The thing is about the head. There's there are a lot of blood vessels there. I do question how one cuts one's head inside a helmet without getting a concussion, though. Again, not questioning it. They're obviously going to take this shit seriously because it's Patrice, and you and you should take it seriously anyway. It's confusing to me. Yeah, because even the head, even though the head hits something and the head stops moving, the brain does not stop moving. And thinking about how hard you would need to hit a helmet against a solid object to cut the to, to cause the scalp inside to to have a laceration, even if it's a blunt force laceration which is presumably what it is here obviously i would think that it would require a pretty hard hit which would almost invariably come with that with a concussion but okay well i not you that know kind what? Of doctor so <laughs> you know i think they were monitoring that it, it was a few days before they even allowed him to be on the bicycle yeah bernie's been through this a few times he knows what a concussion feels like that the, the medical crew has been through this quite a few times they know what a concussion is like and uh it, it, look we just go with the information that we we're told so the laceration that's certainly very important uh like i said a lot of blood vessels in the scalp in the head area and very easy to get a uh an infection and that could spread so i am fine with the fact that uh they they took their time about getting him back it's fine I mean, and honestly, the three games that they were missing him, like, eh, it took three points out of a possible eight. They could have done worse. <laughs> three? Out of a possible six. Oh, yeah. He, just car- he was only out for Carolina, Ottawa, Rags. Yeah, because he was back for the Islanders. They were going to lose Carolina. We-, we knew that. They were going to lose Carolina. They were going to win Ottawa. And that one they did decisively, unlike, say, and yesterday. And the Avs game, they performed really well. You know? Rags, not abs. Abs is tomorrow. Oh, rags. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, but they played the abs. He was out for the abs, wasn't he? No, he, no, wasn't, he wasn't. Abs okay. was weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm confused. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, uh, the rags, I'm surprised that the, the team stuck together for that. Like, they they did better than I expected them to because they have a hard time with the rags, and the rags are better than they've been. I mean, the Rags are a funny du- are an odd duck right now, right? They're uh, they're not actually that great a team. They're riding high on like an uh, unworldly goal goaltending from Shesterkin. Well, I mean, but where are they in the standings, right? They're currently third in the Metro. Yeah, at one point they were leading the Metro. Look, it's a playoff team. That's the way we're going to look at it, right? So they did well against a, a playoff team. 
I'm just sad that they they just lost in the shootout. I mean, like that that <sighs> never ending shootout. Oh my god, it was nine rounds of shootout. And like, it's not like they didn't do well. They they did score two shootout goals. In that they shootout. did. They did. I thought they. It's they would just have they it. were both during the back and forth rather than during the sudden death. <laughs> mm. I was expecting them to put Brandon Carlo out there at some point. <laughs> they were just running through all the players. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, really? You're going to put McAvoy out there? Isn't there someone else? Not that McAvoy's bad. It's I mean, just... part of the thing is because NHL rules, you only get to go once. I mean, like, if you followed international rules, I don't think they'd ever send anyone besides Charlie Coyle out for the shootout. Oh, yeah. True. yeah. Why would you? Why would you? I mean, like, I still can't wrap my head around it. It's like... Where is this the rest of the time, Charlie? You're so good at the shootout and at, and at penalty shots, but eh. <laughs> it's like, like, like when you put him in that situation, he's absolutely Charlie Dangles. <laughs> he did have the lone goal earlier in the game. He did, yes. It was like Charlie Coyle's night, uh, if we're going to say it was any Bruins night. I mean, Coyle's actually, regardless of our outcomes, had a pretty good run here with his current... Uh, Line configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, that Coyle Smith Frederick line seems to be working. Then hopefully it will continue to work. I just don't get how he could be between. Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Hall and Posterdock, but when Charlie Coyle was on that second line, scoring kind of dried up. But it was only his scoring that was happening. Yeah, he was doing well, and the guys were just were just not. Yeah. And basically what I'm gathering here is that Coyle and Hall specifically have no chemistry whatsoever. Because yep. he didn't play much because, like, he didn't stay on that line. He spent more than about 35 seconds after Pasta dropped down, right? So, and, like, Coyle and Smith had previous established modest chemistry and seem to be playing well right now, even though Smith is, holy shit, snake-bitten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the guy can't buy a goal. It's fucking rough. Like, he's not even playing badly at all. He's just, just can't win. <laughs> Pat, I'd like to buy a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Do they cost $250 too? Or is that just on Wheel of Fortune for a vowel? I mean, if they cost $250, you might want to start a GoFundMe and, like, get a bunch of them going. <laughs> <laughs> I got to just bring this up now that we've brought it up. Like, Craig Smith's shooting, uh, shooting 5.6 right now. He hasn't uh, shot anywhere near that since his second season, which he only played 44 games. Oh, oh, that's why it was 12-13. That's why he only played 44. Point is, he has um, he hasn't shot below seven percent since then. Is it since since 12-13? Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta hope that it's just like a very long phase that he's going through, and that he's gonna break out of it and be like wildfire, right? Well, 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 well that's just it. He's got. He's had four seasons where he shot over 10%. His last two were 9.8%. He's mm-hmm. got one other that was over 9 He's only got – this is only his one, two, three, fourth season of any kind under 9%. Mm-hmm. And the others, with the exception of that 12-13 season, were quite a bit closer. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hopefully he's going to get out of this. I mean, he's streaky. We know that. We saw that last year. So, like, I'm just waiting for it to finally come around. But six goals in 42 games is a little err. <laughs> it is. I mean, he got a couple. He got a couple of assists this week, so that wasn't so bad. But again, that line's playing very well. So, yeah. Of course, that does create the issue of it's like, okay, if you're if you're going to keep Smith with Coyle, now you need a fucking top six right wing again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, time is never ending time is a flat circle oh my god oh my god oh my god I mean the benefit of having Smith on the, the, the right wing on the top line is that with Brad there you don't really need your your right winger is like eh, just as long as that guy can participate in a way I guess I don't know but look- like other than that, like the third line, that right wing is either Felino, who like, <sighs> no, not a good or one. Steen, who eventually got rookied, <laughs> which, which happens, right? Mm-hmm. It happens, but it shouldn't have. He's playing; he was playing so well. Well, I mean, I'm not saying r- rookieing is not something that happened to him. It's like his, his production flagged 
because he was a rookie. These things happen. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still think he should be in there, but I also love Oscar Steen very much. You have a thing for Swedish players. I do. And Finnish ones, too. Yeah, I'm kind of dig. I kind of dig the Scandinavian thing. I guess so. Maybe, yeah. So, but the take home from that is that we need to acquire some uh, some Danes and uh, a Dane and a Norwegian. I realize there's not a lot of either of those. Um, just to you know, give Tim the full set. Yes, exactly. That's what we need. So Zuccarello and um, Anders, uh, yeah, Anderson. <laughs> Uh, for Danes, there's a few. Anderson, oh, okay. Ehlers, oh, Ehlers, Eller, yeah. Bjorkstrand. <gasps> Bjorkstrand. He's uh, he's very beloved in Columbus. So I mean, there's nothing really to love there besides him, right? So. Oh! <laughs> no, they have a zoo. Nathan oh! Horton told me so. I, I, okay, <laughs> I did go to the zoo when I went to Columbus. I'm just referring to the team. I'm not commenting on the city. No, 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 I'm, I am commenting on both, okay? Uh, first of all, yes, I went to the zoo. I don't remember seeing the penguins, but uh, I went to the zoo because it's a zoo that um, you should go to, I guess. And uh, on the team, my boy, who's oh, a I hometown boy. There now. I, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. Yes, my bad. yes, he's there. And they're building up a little hometown contingent because Roslovic is there. Well, but they're apparently trying to trade Lo- Roslovic, though. But anyway, they play this up during the beginning of the season. <laughs> uh, because there's also, um, what's his name? Sillinger uh, was born there, I think. Yeah, he's not like a hometown guy because he never lived there because his dad got traded like five days later. But <laughs> no, he came back and billeted. Oh, I see. Okay. So I think he was with the Columbus... Blue Jackets, AAA, whatever, or something. So he was billeted there. They're doing what I thought they were going to do with Corelli. With they're, they're playing up the homeboy angle. And he seems pretty happy with it because, like, he doesn't have to have a separate house now in the offseason unless he wants it. I mean, it's good to see because that's a team that apparently, from what I've been able to understand reading stuff that Portsline writes, is they don't market their players enough locally. Even though it's a city that's actually really primed for these guys to become absolute rock stars. <laughs> yeah. And he, at least Portsline thinks that's something they're going forward, going to really push specifically with the uh, Merzlikens. Oh my God. <laughs> Merzlikens. Because the guy great. is so incredibly marketable. I love <laughs> him. I absolutely adore Merzlikens. I do. I would go if. It, you know, the next time I go to a game in Columbus, I would totally go to the glass and be like, I'll give you a hug. Through the glass, because I think he's adorable and he's so uh, funny. And he he's, I don't know, he's just, it's really hard to root against him. I just, you know, when you, you see a nice guy, you know, you want to, you want them to succeed. So I, I love him. He's fun. Corpusalo, though, stick in the mud. And he's going to have to go do his conscription at some point. So that's fun. Well, and also, like, they held on to Corpus Allo too long, and now they can't trade him because he's garbage. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, play up Merzlikens because everybody loves him, you know, and, and Corpus Allo. It's funny, actually, like, like Yarmo should have traded Corpus Allo right after the bubble because Corpus Allo's, you know, stock was high then, and it's just, like, free, been in free fall continuously since. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, too bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Bjorkstrand, like I said, Kind of beloved him in Columbus. They do love certain players. It's it's good. Uh, yeah. So let's let's get more let's get more Scandinavians. I guess. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. We do have to just say this. Finland won the gold medal. Fuck yes. yes. Fuck you, Russia. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, Russia. It was such a good game. It was such a good game. I mean, Slovakia pulling bronze is pretty rad. Too. I know that's very exciting. Very and very like exciting. um uh, and your and your uh, Slavkovsky appears to have maybe um uh, based on having gotten the um uh, MV, the MVP of the tournament may have just managed to go from like a top ten pick to being the first overall because of that. Oh wow! People are going to pay attention. <laughs> also, to top it all off, the greatest news of all, <laughs> even though he didn't really play, 
Juna Kimpainen is a gold medalist. Yes, yes, Juna Kimpainen. <laughs> Or as we used to call him, fourth aligning. <laughs> he is a gold medalist, and that is just awesome. Um, it kind of surprises me because I'm like, I don't necessarily think of Finland as being the gold medal winner, but damn it, they did it. Awesome. Good job, men. Yeah, it was their first time ever, which is crazy. Wonderful. Wonderful news, you know. And uh, also, I sent you that gift the other day of or that, that footage of Nordstrom. On Sweden, doing that move. Now, where the fuck did that come from? I know we've never seen that move. I mean, maybe he's just jazzed to be playing for the home uh, for his home team, for his national team. He's just jazzed. There you go. Just had to to get that out there. Like, yes, Finland won the gold. Congratulations to them. Uh, however, this week, uh, the. Uh, the U.S. women's team did not win gold, and I stayed up for that game, and I was very sad after. Between Brianna Decker's injury and apparently the goaltender was playing injured, and there were some weird coaching choices, like you can point to a variety of ways we got here, but ultimately this women's Canadian team was absolutely freaking dominant. Yeah, like they, it might not. It might not have mattered. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered. Honestly, they were that dominant. They could be. I mean, that women's Canadian team is probably the best Olympic team we've seen. With how dominant they were, 57 goals scored and only 10 given up. I mean, that's insane. It is insane. Yeah. And and the goalie wasn't Shannon Zabados. It was, uh, what's her name? Debian, which I kind of like that name. That was a kind of fun name. I had a... uh, a French teacher in high school named Labian, Mr. Labian. Ah. He, was from, he was from France and he was the man. I had a Spanish teacher who was actually uh, French uh, in, in high school uh, and we struggled on how to say his name. He went by Mr. Lavoy, but we know that his name was Mr. Lavoie. But anyway, anyway, uh, all of that's all, all good, but not really germane to what we're supposed to be talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin is uh, getting interest from an ECHL team, which I think is fantastic, whether or not that actually happens. And I understand the dangers of having a woman playing in uh, the men's sport where like hitting, uh, checking, oh, and, and fighting the, the is ACHL big. Oh, ECHL is a violent league. It is. It is. So I understand. <laughs> Not necessarily the best play- placement for a woman of her talent and caliber, but it's exciting to think about a female player breaking into a male league. And, and, and doing it in North America, too, right? Like, as opposed to, like, you know, Haley Wickenheiser played men's professional in, in, in Europe for a while, but, like, it's a bit different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm very interested in that. I, if she does sign, uh, there is an opportunity to see her play at the Railers. So I would definitely go see that. Oh, yeah. That that team, too, Trois Rivières or something, they just killed the main uh, Mariners. They absolutely just like destroyed them. Like, last time, last I knew it was like 4 nothing in the second period yesterday. So, but one thing that they do have, too, is the best logo in the ECHL. The it's the lion in the shape of a fur de, a fleur de lis, so I call it the fur de lis. It's literally <laughs> awesome. Such a good logo. I mean, like considering like you know the ECHL and, and levels like that are like notorious for just extraordinarily great logos because you know what? Fuck it, no rules apply. <laughs> that's that's saying a lot. <laughs> it yeah, it's awesome. It looks so good. I went to see the Railers uh, play a game because they were wearing SpongeBob jerseys the whole game nice uh-huh it was a fun game i, I <laughs> we had a good time my my favorite jerseys maine has had is so when maine was like first becoming a team there was four different names you could vote for it was mariners two other names that i can't remember blueberries and right th- the blueberries, wild blueberries. Yeah. Wild blueberries. Well, they did a what if night and had uh, wild blueberries merch, oh. and they had the wild blueberries jerseys, and they were so cool. They were so good. <laughs> oh man, I hope they were 
uh, sponsored by uh, was it Holy Donuts? Oh yeah, because they have a really awesome vegan wild main blueberry or main wild blueberry donut, which is to die for. Let me tell you, I've I've actually had that. It is absolutely phenomenal. So blueberry good. Cake, blueberry cake, I assume, rather than uh, filled. Uh, yeah, it's blueberry cake. Okay, good. Yeah, it's blueberry filled. It's not great. Blueberry cake, exceptional. <laughs> yeah, blueberry cake, and then they had a blueberry icing on top. Oh. Oh, double dipping there. Okay. Nice. So good. So good. If you're in Portland, go there. So, so good. We got a dozen of a dozen donuts and I think we ate like three or four for breakfast each. Uh, It was just insane. Uh, Actually, we, we didn't even stay there. I think we went somewhere else and had coffee. I don't know. It was crazy. Uh, I vaguely remember the details other than the donut was to die for. Yeah, okay. So we've done a whole lot of talking about everything else but the Bruins. I mean, I feel like we've been actively avoiding it and for just cause. You know what? It brings me a little bit of pain to talk about the Bruins. It, this week, I, I look, I, I didn't even watch last night's game. I, I turned on with like five minutes left in the third last night. Cause I was like, Oh, just in time to see them, uh, to, to, to see them, you know, allow overtime to happen. Okay. Yeah. The, I turned on and within one minute, one actual minute of time that uh, Holden scored. Both Sen's goals were quite embarrassing versus say DeBrusque's goal, which was fucking fluky as shit. <laughs> like some nice, like, like, like some nice play by the, by, by that trio, which was, um, um, uh, Stunica, uh, Lazar, um, uh, DeBrusque, but like he, um, like batted it out of the air and it bounced off the ice in front of Forsberg and into the net. <laughs> He'll take it. I mean, the, the 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 overtime winner was actually like a really nice series of plays. Actually, like you know what? It's very rare rare that you hear the the uh, ping of the post and it actually goes in, right? Yeah, and it happens so quickly that I doubted that it was actually a goal. Well, it was right after another save. I'm just like, ah, damn it! That was that, that was the that was the shot that could have won them this game. And then ten seconds later, it actually they managed they managed to, to to regroup and put it right in. Hall and Pasta is a hazardous pairing on the uh, in 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 overtime. And yeah. you know what? I think part of why Pasta had been cold been quite cold for like the last four games was like, and I, it came up a couple times during the game commentary for whatever reason. Um, honestly, it's without Marshawn and for a bunch of that without Bergeron guy was just the full he caught the full the full force of other teams defenses mm-hmm. and hard matches yep they're like hey that and guy they, and i think that's very telling about pasta he's an electric player i i know it's only four games but i think we might have learned like this guy's not gonna be a driver in the after times no which sort of brings it to the question of: Do you even bother? Do, do you resign him next in, 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 at the end of his contract next year, or do you trade him? Or, or, or do you trade him next year at the deadline for an absolute boatload? We'll have that discussion closer to that. Okay, you know, I don't want to have that, that conversation right now. I Again, mean, there's a variety of exogenous factors that have to happen between now and then for it to be a worthwhile conversation to have. Yeah. First of all, we have to determine whether or not Sweeney will get resigned. Or if he's going to get fired. That's a big driver of that too, I think, right? That and uh, whether or not the bad thing happens and how the team performs post-bad thing happening. (laughs) Mm, I don't want to think about the bad thing. I've been thinking a lot about the bad thing, but I don't want to think about it. I mean, can you imagine? Mike Milbury, that dick, not only has he proposed trading Bergeron several times this year, but he came out on... on on uh, EEI at some point in the last week because they talked to him. They talked to him like once a week and he says, Oh, the guy's got shit. nothing better to do now because he got fired and then NBC went away. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, so all of that happened. And then, and, and he got fired for the right reasons because the shit that he said was not right. Okay. But getting back to it now, he's saying like that the bad thing should happen. And I'm like, You ruined the Islanders. 
you ruined the Islanders. In the most psychotic like degree possible, too. Like, you really look at the list of players he traded away? Dear fucking God. <laughs> you ruined the Islanders so bad that at some point they said Garth Snow has a perpetual contract that they somehow or another got out of. But, like, they, because remember, Garth Snow was making really horrible decisions. The Isles were not great for a while. I mean, my, my, my feeling on Snow is that he was a... Uh... A designated hatchet man. Like I don't actually believe he was making any decisions. Okay. He was just the he was just the uh you know just the just the front for uh for 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 Wang. Mm. Okay. Oh my God, Tuka. Oh Tuka, your life is gonna change. Well, I I I don't. Oh, she'll be fine. She'll have no issue with the baby. It's when it's a toddler that it becomes a problem for her. Oh, okay. (laughs) Baby's probably gonna be nothing for this one. Yeah, she's gonna be like, it's another warm thing to lay on. Okay, go ahead, Tim. I, while I don't want the bad thing to happen, I don't think it should happen. I also don't think this team should be adding at the deadline unless it's something that also helps in the future. Because this team, even adding pieces, I don't think is going to win anything. I think we've what witnessed here is that they're 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 too few of the same uh, of important players missing to completely fall apart. Furthermore, they just got nothing against the high powered teams. Yeah. Like they're a good team. They're going to the playoffs. They might even go to the second round, but like, there's no reason to expect no matter what they do, that they would go further than that. They got to get into the first wild card. They'll have a shot. I mean, do you really want wild card one now? Because that's a wild card one. Just like, yeah, Wildcard 2 keeps us in the Atlantic still. But Wildcard 1 isn't better because that's Carolina. Yeah, we don't want to do in that. In fact, I actually swept. like the Boston Boston's odds against Florida better right now. Did get swept against Carolina. I don't like the Boston's odds at all, honestly. No. No. As it is right now, as it stands today, you're right. I mean, I would rather watch the Bruins play against Florida. You know why? Because I don't hate of- Florida. Oh, I'm so sick of Kane's discourse. Oh my god. They can go fuck themselves with a flagpole. Uh, seriously. Ugh, I just, I can't stand them. They're so, they, so, you haven't won anything in a while. Shut up. I mean, neither of the Bruins, but the Bruins have a long tradition of winning. In the past. But anyway, you know, the, the Bruins have been... A, They've been a good team for a long time, whereas like Carolina is like, I'm feeling my oats. And when you guys suck again, it's going to be so wonderful. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to see them play against Carolina. They don't play very well against Carolina. They seem to play pretty well against Florida. And Florida has more likable characters. I mean, characters, players on their side. So if you lose to Florida, you don't feel like. Crap. I feel like sh- yeah, I was going to say shit. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, look, I'm look, I'm all for Florida going and doing its thing. And if Florida is going to go to the, the final, fantastic. Barkoff, get your, get your Stanley Cup. You know, you're getting paid. You've won your Selkie. Go ahead. Do it. I don't, I don't hate the Panthers is what I'm saying. Some some guys bother me a little bit, like the rise of Marshmont, but eh, whatever. Marshmont, I'm sorry. It is funny watching people from Toronto complain about Marshmont and Verhage and, Ver- and Verhage doing so well. It's like, well, guys, Verhage's changed teams four times since you guys sent him away for nothing. So like, you said time you're not grow. really. It's like it's like you're not the ones that should be grumpy about this because also they got a player out of it, whereas like neither the Islanders nor Tampa got anything out of Verhage. Yep. And it's for Marshman, like everyone assumed he was like not even a tweener when they traded him. So like whatever. <laughs> he got a hat trick the other night. Good for him. When it comes down to it. I hate the lightning. I hate the leaves. I don't Which hate I'm the, kind of the, delighted that the two of them are gonna cry, are gonna collide in the first round, probably. It should be fun watching the leaves get swept again. <laughs> And you know what? If the Leaves <laughs> win that round, I mean, I hate Toronto, but like, it'll be nice to see Tampa go. Tampa would be a one, be a one and done after the last couple of uh, playoffs. It, it really <laughs> is a team meteor kind of game yeah, uh, yeah, series. Very yeah. much so. 
Yeah, you know what? If the Bruins like just fail to to advance very far, we should really just like continue the podcast and talk about how much we hate the other teams and 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 pick a winner. <laughs> Barely on topic. I a, a, a fuck those guys podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is my favorite things to, uh, thing to say these days. Either fuck that guy or fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Look, you got to have a thing, right? <laughs> and whether your thing is rooting for a team or rooting against a team. <laughs> you or know, rooting against a bunch of teams. I know. There are so many teams to root against. But you know what I just want to say? Arizona does not live rent-free in my head because I never think about Arizona. To be fair, Arizona doesn't think of Arizona either. So Yeah, I, I mean, like somebody, I, I saw something this week where it's like, oh, look at us living rent free in everybody's heads when they were talking about the new arena they're going to move into. You know, it's an impressively poor understanding of why everyone's like so irritated about this. And and your arena is giving it a little too much credit. I'm not even irritated by it. I just feel like it's sad. It is fucking like, sad. Well, I just look at this like, why is the league allowing this? Like, <sighs> like, like, I mean, like, the, the time to give up on this experiment was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like now, this this is just embarrassing. It's like it's, like, it's, it's just like Batman. Your background's in like business law. You should be quite familiar with the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> mm. I, when I was in college, I think it was it was my junior year, so two thousand nine. I think we did. I did a case study on the Coyotes. I think they were, and I was like, "Yeah," like I I drew the conclusion then in 2009 that it's time to like cut bait with Arizona and move them to a different location. In 2009, this is what I came to as a junior in college. How is the NHL not able to do the same thing like 15 years later? I know what they're telling themselves. It's the same thing that you hear out of every different iteration of Coyotes management. Is that um. Yeah, Glendale was a mistake, but the problem is, is time to fix that. It was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now that it's gone too far that I don't think any move to Scottsdale or Tempe or what the fuck have you is going to make a damn difference. No. I mean, with that ar- quote-unquote arena they're playing in next season, I mean, they're one step away from playing in... Did you see how long they're committed to play rank. there? Like, that's the part that really blew me away. It's like it's five years, long... right? Yeah, that's not possible. Like... Like I, I don't know how the rest of the ownership and the league are are are, are okay with that. Because they'll be subsidizing them. Well, that's just it, right? It's like if you're another small market team and recognize and you should recognize that how much of the in, of the income sharing has to go to a team that's only going to be able to seat five thousand fucking people. You have to be like rip shit angry, like like honestly, like if you're you know I mean if you're if you're Florida or Carolina, you know the team teams that, de- that benefit significantly from from from, from revenue sharing. You got to be pissed because your split's got to plummet because coyotes are going to be taking a ton of it away. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: like, if if the NHL is trying to avoid costs with like moving and rebranding a team, I mean, holy crap! It, they're gonna they're gonna lose more money by having five years of five thousand seats only than they are than they would by just like cutting well, don't even rebrand them at year. first you know just just move them move them to houston and keep calling them the coyotes fuck you can do that too i saw a fan this week a, a coyotes fan this week state that the reason why marullo and his associates did not pay the taxes and the other bills was because they didn't want to pay the bills from the previous ownership that is part of buying a business you assume it's debt mm-hmm. right tim right okay because uh, you know this is just a common thought here but I, i'm sure that tim knows this more because he's studied this stuff so basically you you buy a business you assume it's debt you have to pay it you don't try to Correct. negotiate it down it, you just you pay it that is part of the operating cost but I doubt that that's really the truth. I think it's just that these people are pretty shitty. That's it. I mean, yeah. And, like, when you buy the team, you, well, or you buy a company, normally their debt you put into the operating costs 
like you you factor that in. So it's going to take this long to pay off their debt, and then so I'll it'll take me this many years to get in the green. Like that's how you 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 know that ahead of time. You you know that going into it. Like you you factor that into the whole transaction, mm-hmm. or you should. If you don't, then I mean, what are you doing? Right, and uh, how long has this ownership owned this, this team now? It's been a couple of years. They should have had all oh, this. Three years, probably. Uh... They should have straightened this all out within the first year and then been paying it off or whatever. But it sounds it, like exactly. if, if it just took a wire transfer after the threat of being locked out of their arena, if it only took a wire transfer, this is uh, any any excuse you have is bullshit. So, anyway. I find this is really funny that we are going to great lengths to not talk about the Bruins. <laughs> I, I, I know, but this stuff is way more interesting, to be fair. And honestly... Well, that's just it. It's like, the Bruins, like, the performance of late is it's hard to really use it as a judgment against them because, like, yeah, we're at their best player. for a bunch of them. We're missing Marshawn still, and Marshawn is clearly the straw that stirs this team's drink top to bottom. Yeah. <laughs> He is. And we've seen this over the last few years. And we know this. We know this. So it hurts every time he's suspended or something. It This this suspension, he absolutely deserved to have a suspension. Oh, God. And like the things that came out after the, the appeal, like like his justifications, like, oh, dude. Like, like, like you know, when he, when he said what set him off, it's like, dude, that's just fucking embarrassing. I don't think that's really what set him off. That's what he claimed in there. Like, I don't know why he... He had to think that would sound good, though. And why else would he? <laughs> I think he thinks that's what set him off. You know what? I, one thing, people sometimes don't have a lot of insight into what, what makes them do certain things. I'm going to tell you exactly what set him off. He saw Bergie go down into the boards and was knocked out of the game. That is his best friend. His best friend, his meal ticket, yeah. <laughs> All of that stuff, you know? So it's like, I-, I could see where it's like, he'd be personally very upset about that, and he just lost his shit, okay? I I would understand it. I mean, I saw Bergie go out, and I lost my shit, and I'm not even his best friend. <laughs> Anytime you see Bergie just go down, you know, you're just like... Uh, fuck right you, you don't want to see mm-hmm. that happen you don't want to see him get knocked out you don't want to see him hurt you don't want any of that and to have him not only get hurt he was knocked out of the game and he didn't play games after for what more than a week right yeah. and, and so like i mean brad couldn't have known about that part but he saw his friend go down into the boards with his head colliding into the board and he he wasn't coming back so he lost his shit so anything Anything was going to provoke him. So Jerry, he and Jari had something going all game. Jari's just said one thing and it was just, it was, it was the match. It just lit the match. and Okay. So deserved to be suspended. Got it. I'm going to argue that, that phantom slew foot with against the Canucks did not deserve a suspension because the guy was already going down. That was not a slew foot. But here we are. Brad appealed his suspension, not successfully. Well, uh, and all they were saying is like this should be four games. That's all the PA. That was that was the argument being made by the union. That's perfectly reasonable. Yep. Yep. Because he's out long enough to to lose some money, to lose some game time. I'm not going to say learn his lesson because let's just face it. He's not going to learn his lesson. And 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 the thing is, and Bedman's arguments for upholding it are all valid if they were applied to literally anyone else ever. But not even fucking Tom Wilson gets that kind of scrutiny. No, and he's a hen hunter. Well, and that's just it. That's the big thing, too, that gets lost in a lot of this tat- chatter. It's like, yeah, Martian's not a clean player. Generally speaking, the nature of his offenses are very different from most other habitual offenders. He doesn't go for people. I mean, like, what is it? This is like one of only maybe two or two suspensions he's had for actual headshots. The other one was the uh, it was the the, the um, uh, Marcus Johansson elbow. Almost everything else have been slew foots and clipping. All dangerous, yes, but not the same thing in any, in any capacity. <laughs> yeah. 
It was like one of those clips like the Sammy Sallow one did result in a concussion. But again, you yell Sammy Sallow's name anywhere on the planet, the man gets concussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I think the thing that disappoints me is I just thought that Brad had been doing a lot to get that shit out of his game. And well... I kind of think the league doesn't like the fact that he's got a personality for one thing. Well, I don't think I think they don't like that, and I think he has done a lot to clean up his game. But I think I think part of this the this year I think this year is weighing on him a little bit, just because I mean he's got to know a that the bad thing might happen. Yeah, I mean he plays with the guy, he knows that he knows that this team doesn't really have a final run quote unquote in them with this core anymore. He knows very soon they might be a pretty bad team and he's going to be on that team unless he requests a trade, which I don't see him ever doing. So like he knows all of this and I just think it's weighing on him and he's not, I think he's just not choosing the correct way to deal with it he's kind of lashing out in different spurts and i think that's part of it i you know what i think that's all very valid and i think he should be talking to the sports psychologist the therapist whatever that's what he needs to be doing um and hopefully he is but you know sometimes our emotions just get the better of us and uh even if you're a professional sports player that just happens so yeah, I mean, sports are emotional. I mean, we all know that. Like, you put your... I mean, he's put his blood, sweat, and tears into the game. I mean, we get emotional as fans. It's probably ten times different as a... Ten times more strong as a player actually in the moment. Right. So, I mean, it does get the better of us for some time. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think he needs to see... I hope he's t- talking to someone because... That's the only way to kind of get everything right is just like letting it out in um, constructive ways. And, you know, I, I will say something. Having worked with um, a population of people who are uh, nonverbal, people reveal themselves in different ways that are not necessarily verbal communication. What Brad could be doing, knowing all of this other stuff, he could be signaling that he's not ready for the burden of total leadership as as much as i want to see captain chaos he well, might not be ready that, and, and that's one thing that stood out to me this this whole incident from where it go is like this is this is not what a captain in waiting does mm-mm, mm-mm. and i'm sad because i really wanted captain chaos but if he's not ready for it he's not ready for it right I mean, and there's nothing saying the Bruins couldn't just have three A's instead of a C for a while. I mean, when you're when you're in a rebuild, that's the better way. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, you know, it it could be like this, like subconscious thing that kind of comes out, too. But I think I think it's just too to take him at his word for the thing that set him off as being the only thing that set him off. That's it, not it. It's not it. it. I think there's a lot of stuff going on and there's stuff that's been going on behind the scenes uh, and stuff that happened in the game. And it's the penguins. They fucking hate the penguins. It, it, especially for a guy who talks as much crap as he does on the ice. Exactly. That's not, that's not the thing that set him off. He's not. When I think of Brad well, you, Marchand. You compare I it to of, like his, his, his comments on Panarin like what, a few months ago. Like the, the, uh, the no one in Russia likes you comment. And then yeah. like saying this is so soft that set him off. It's like in that context very specifically, this justification looked pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> when I think Brad Martian, thin skin doesn't exactly come to mind. No. No. So I think it's likely it's just a bunch of factors that just – fell into place and you know sometimes we think that we know what made something happen and we don't know um or we we don't admit what it was 
And he can't say, he can't come out and say, you know what? My best friend got hurt and then he might be retiring at the end of the season and all of this stuff and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I just want to go can't. somewhere and scream, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say that. So you he... can't, you can't say that as you can't say that for many reasons. First of all, it's not socially acceptable for men to be like that, which is dumb. I think men should be able to just spout whatever shit like that. <laughs> just get it out and just be like, because it's not fe- it's not a female thing only to have emotions and to have thoughts on things. Obviously, we all agree on that. But, you know, uh, like, OK, so fine. The socially acceptable thing is to go to a therapist and vent. Oh, boy, do that. Um, don't go and try to take somebody's head off or punch them in the back of the head. Okay, not not what you should do. Brad, I will I will listen to you for free. Call me up. I'll come out. You just spout a bunch of nonsense at me for a while and I'll nod and I'll try to give you some help. There you go. You don't even have to pay me. I'll do it for free. Anything to help the team. I'm a team player. Anyway, so Brad is not going to play tomorrow but he'll be back in time for seattle i think right i think so yes i counted yes, it seattle will times. be his first game back he will so he'll be back to he'll be back in time for the west coast uh uh travel yeah i mean he was like that with the canucks right got suspended against the canucks came back for the canucks <laughs> just couldn't get enough Anyway, tomorrow afternoon's game is probably going to be a, a shit NATO because it's the, the Avs who, uh, holy fuck, like their record since like the beginning of November is since the end of November is on is, is otherworldly. Yeah, they're playing on a, they're at an unreal pace right now. Can we hurt McKinnon again? <laughs> can we make him have? I mean, a there's six- one thing is that I think we can reasonably expect is I think Landeskog. Landis Goss probably going to try to fight Hall again. It might be hard for Hall to stay at Hall not to this time. Well, maybe somebody else will stand in for him. I was going to say, isn't this what Trent Frederick and Nick Foligno are for? Yeah. I mean, and Frederick is just, he's that, that, that perfect uh, combination of young, stupid and fighty that he should and do expendable. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I forgot about the fourth factor. I mean, I, I miss the Trent Frederick, who is the crazy neighbor of the uh, Kachucks, as you like to say. That yeah. Crazy next door neighbor. Uh, that's the Frederick I like. So, Freddie, like, go fight. Just just go out there and be like, I'm going to take on Landeskog. Who's the captain of your team? I'm going to go get him. Nah, 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 nah. Because <laughs> it would be nice because like, again, like you know, it would add a fourth thing of note that he's done in his career up there with you know getting getting bagged by um by Ovechkin and uh, getting bagged by Ovechkin, fighting Tom Wilson that one time and uh, and, and, and chirping PK Subban, all of which are great event, great incidents, but like a career they do not make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to think that the Bruins would do. It would stand up well to the Avs like they did in the first meeting this season. That was actually a good game until the Bruins fell apart in the third and they took him to overtime, you know? So it's like, okay, against the Avs, if you can hold it together until the the midway through the third, that's really good. So, and they got a point out of it, which I expect no points. So that's great. I would hope that the Bruins could do that in their own home arena, but they have no Brad Marchand and Nathan McKinnon is back. And I just feel like, nope, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope in that game. So no, like, like there, you can hope as much as you want, but at, the, at some point you have to be like, all right, this is the team. Like this isn't happening. Like, I think I've been very realistic this season. Except for my bold predictions, which, you know, they're bold predictions. I mean, let's talk less about mine than – let's just not talk about my bold prediction. I just like threw – I pushed all in and uh... – Oh, yeah. I mean, I made very modest bold predictions, but they were still bold. I mean, Brandon Carlo only needs six more goals, and I don't know how many more assists to get that that total. But 
He's working on it. I'll look at it. I mean, he scored a goal last night. So. Yes, he did. And I, I missed it, but I went back and I watched it. And it was like, good job, Brandon. Good job. Because, like, you had a whole empty net with Forsberg, like, splayed out in front of it. You had a whole empty net and you shot it and it got in. A backhand, no less. Like, like you, you, you didn't toe pick. You didn't shoot wide. You you got it in. I mean, you, we know him. He 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 has an empty net. He toe picks. He sh- doesn't get it. Eh, good for him. I these are very low bars, but I do find it interesting. Um, uh, Carlo, um, uh, Forbort, and uh, Riley all have the same number of goals. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's just uh, the middle defenseman uh, apparently scoring four goals this year thus, day, thus far. That's just how this is going. Incidentally, all of them scored more goals than Grizzly, who's only got two. Um. <laughs> I know. I know. What, what is up with that, man? I'm not really hopeful about that game. And, yeah, we, we glossed over the whole Islanders game, which um, basically, no. <laughs> there really is nothing good to say about that game. Hall scored. That's it. That game was terrible. It was the usual suspects. Ugh. God. Always Barzal. Always fucking Barzal. <laughs> uh, always Barzal. What about J.G. Pajot, who's made a career of scoring on the Bruins? Has he scored goals yeah. against anyone else? I don't know. Because it seems. I mean, he had that hat trick against the against the Habs in the playoffs, like in his rookie season or something. But <laughs> I just, you know, like I I'd, I'd only want J.G. Pajot so he didn't score on us anymore. It's like the Miles Wood thing. Remember Miles Wood being like, "I'm going to terrorize the Bruins," and it's like you can't want to play your. Kind of feels like Philip Cheadle is becoming that too because he doesn't really score a lot, but he seems to score against the Bruins every Rags game. His name is Heedle. Philip Heedle. 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 It's very hard to see that, say that. Heedle, because like I. I want to be like, but I can't. Not with the. This sounds terrible. Heedle. Indeed. <laughs> I wasn't just trying to clear my throat. I was trying to make the sound. Apparently, Swayman's starting tomorrow. Okay. Oh. That's what, according to Cassidy, Swayman's starting tomorrow, and Derek Forbort will be back. Oh, Forbort was out last night? <laughs> Uh, because Carlo was a game time decision last night because I guess he was something ill. I don't know. Okay, so Forbert's back. Okay, uh, that's there we go. And uh, and Swayman, huh? Why is he riding Swayman? Is it just going to be two games on, two games off, or something? I mean, that seems to be what's happening. I think that Linus Ulmark should shave that mustache. Unless no, it's really it. helping. Let me keep it. I'm just not a big mustache girl. It's just part of the whole zany goalie from Sweden. Gotta have the mustache. <laughs> you are. Is it really that zany though? I mean, like, I just get like standard goaltender vibes from 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 Lamarck. He has dogs named Bob and Barry, right? That's pretty zany. He used to have. I wish he had it with us. He had a Minions goalie mask for a while. And I just wish he brought that back because that was so good. I don't know if Swedes can be zany. Can we just be honest about that? I don't think Swedes are zany. I might be perpetuating a stereotype, but... No, no, no. Swedes and Finn and, 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 and generally the Finns are not really zany. They're very self-serious, at least in hockey. Yeah, I just... What I loved about Tuca was he's like blunt. And and that's what and he's blunt, and 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 that made him fun. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, Finn seems to be blunt with very dry, very dry humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I I enjoy that. So uh, I just want to say this week I did see something by Wyshynski talking about the where where voters are on the the various uh, hardware that's given out at the end of the year. And it looks like Patrice, people don't want to vote for him, but they're finding it really hard to vote against him. 
for the Selkie. I, I do think of an element of, oh, he might retire. We probably should get this guy his um, uh, record fifth Selkie. It's, it might, might be a factor as well, finally. <laughs> Give him sort of like Selkie. Sort of like Lidstrom's last... Um, uh, <laughs> Last um, uh, uh, Norris, except on, on the, except unlike that case, um, Bergie will actually deserve the silky. Right, right. <laughs> and and my new favorite German defenseman is in the running for the Calder. I really don't believe it'll be anyone besides Zegris myself, but like power to power to decide to decider. <laughs> well, I mean, right now the the guy who's leading in points is Lucas Raymond, so. Uh, so his teammate, uh, but, uh, I, I really hope that Moritz Seider, I hope he makes it. That would be so fun. I love it. Those are the two interesting races for me. Everything else is like, eh, whatever. Oh, Chris Kreider is like leading in the race for the Rocket Richard. Chris Kreider, national hero, but Chris Kreider. Yeah. I don't really know what happened there. It's weird. Chris Kreider, who's from Boxborough, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's it's crazy. This year is topsy turvy and weird, and I don't know. That's uh, that's where we are in the the, the hardware. I, gosh, it it it's so hard to talk about these Bruins right now. I'm sorry. We're trying. We're watching. We're we're looking for good things. We are. Urho Vakanainen is back. It's good. Hopefully, he'll, you know continue his good ways i don't know there's not much more to say about the bruins this week it really isn't so uh games games yeah uh so um bruins kick off this next uh two-week run uh tomorrow that would be february 21st uh the uh, holiday monday the old holiday monday matinee so that's 1 p.m eastern time at the td garden against the avs mm. it's gonna be a bloodbath i'm sure mm. And then they go on the old Pacific Coast road trip. Ooh, there's a new team on it. Starting on Thursday, that's February 24th, mm. 10 p.m. Eastern time. So that's an 11 p.m. start for me. Barf against Seattle. Mm. And follow that on the 20, on Saturday, 26th, again, 10 p.m. Eastern time at the Sharks. And then uh, next, and then the following Monday, so that's the 28th at 10.30 Eastern. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. On a Monday, too. Against the Kings. Of course it's the Kings. They would have the 10.30 start. Oh, fuck off. And then it's back-to-back, too. The next night's 10 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. against Anaheim on Mm. on March 1st. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. And then uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, March 3rd, against Vegas. Oh, fun. Jack Eichel in Vegas. Yeah. Jack Eichel in Vegas. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, Drake Cajula. 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 Caligula is what I usually call him. But okay. He got the neck fusion surgery with Buffalo, and he's out six to eight months. Jack Eichel got that other surgery after so many months of waiting, and he was like back on the ice in like two months easily. Not even two months. I think it was like six weeks he was back on the ice and now he's making his debut. So not six to eight months for the surgery he had. But Kajula, Caligula, whatever his name is, he's out for six to eight months because he opted for the surgery that Jack Eichel did not want because Jack Eichel wanted bodily autonomy. But also he didn't want to have a loss of range of motion. So... Or have to go back again in 10 years exactly. for another surgery while his career was likely still going to be going on. Exactly. So good for Jack Eichel. I'm glad he's in a place that, that accepted uh, the alternative that was going to be better for him in the long term. So great. It'll be fun to see Eichel play again. It's just too bad it's against us. <laughs> he got his first um, point the other night coming back. Of course he an did. assist. And it was awesome. It was great to see. It's because he could turn his neck and he could use his hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this uh, death march of a, um, uh, of a road trip ends on Saturday the 5th. Oh, God. Against Columbus, 7 p.m. Eastern time. <gasps> I get to see my boy. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a lot of road games and a lot of inappropriate start times. I'm going to say five points from this. Five points. Five points. I think they're going to win against Columbus. I think they're going to win against the uh, the, uh, Kraken. And they're going to somehow or another pull out one point from the others. I don't know. I feel like they're going to beat the Sharks. And I bet on the one point from the Ducks. Ducks have been a little, uh, have been flagging a bit of late. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Maybe they'll leave San Jose with a shiny new Thomas Hurdle. That'd be nice. (gasps) Mm, okay. By shiny new, I mean slightly used. Hopefully, they'll spray him down with that new car smell, though. <laughs> Put him through the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> Can they get some detailing work done on him? <laughs> well, you'd definitely be getting a new paint job. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you got the guys healthy, so you don't need to break out the dent pullers. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they have that magical thing that they can spray on him and just wipe off the scratches. So, <laughs> <laughs> and just now, remember, if... just remember, the undercoat may or may not be a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just need him to be traded now and then for him to skate out on the ice with a air freshener hanging from his helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Some player absolutely needs to do that. (laughs) Or, or better yet, a little sign around his back. That's like the number that he was, (laughs) you know, when you get your car service, like you you sometimes get a plaque, a, a little piece of paper that has the number on it. That's, pulls that off uh anyway um yeah okay i'm maybe i'm being pessimistic and five five points on this but you know five i think points. six or seven re- is not an unreasonable expectation and like possibly and like marshy's gonna come back be playing angry Ooh, i can't wait look i'll be happy to be wrong it's fine good good come back play angry beat the shit out of everybody with your shots on goal and your shots that make uh, that that are a goal, but anyway, your goals. I, said, I think that, don't get me wrong. Best case, the best case version of this of the uh, of this next two weeks involves a minimum of two losses. Okay. This team won't beat won't beat the Avs tomorrow, and I doubt they beat Vegas. Every other game's attainable. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll go with it, and we'll get to see Corrali again. I mean, I've been seeing plenty of the, the Blue Jackets because of Hulu plus, uh, Hulu and uh, ESPN Plus. So anyway. All right. So I think we should just do the thing. Okay. Well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, you can talk to us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Barely on Topic. And of course, there's always our individual Twitter accounts. I, for one, am at Dr. Hengrenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Hedel. No, he, he's really that, like, growly. Like, he's, he's, that's, that, that, that name doesn't strike me as very Yiddish. Hedel. Hedel. No, it's not. It's Czech. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, at VA from RI. <laughs> Word?